And tomorrow we get to hang out more and sip the new release drum from Ardbeg 46% ABV, non-chill filtered. It is Ardbeg in all of its smoky gloriness and rested in rum casks. David, even in this interview, kind of alludes to it being released this year, so it's a nice continuum. It is a beautifully rich Ardbeg. I have not had the standard release yet, but it's a celebration to music festivities and some of the carnival-like elements of Isla's Music Festival. So... I hope to see you guys at Ardbeg Day's celebration tomorrow, but without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with David Blackmore. Uh, how's the body hanging in there? Actually, it's a good question. In the last three months, I've been on a on a on a real health kick, yeah. and the body's doing pretty well right now. I'm just over thirty pounds down, down. this year. What did you do a, to um, kind of approach that? I, I to be honest, I, I I pulled back on the booze a bit. Yeah, I uh, I started hitting the the spin class cool. a lot, five spin classes a week. Holy kind of shit! Stuff. Are you kidding At me? Five fifteen a.m. I'd go before flights, stuff like that. Finding out where where the nearest spin class is to the hotels I'm staying at. Trying to find hotels that have even one spin bike, stuff like that. Building a lifestyle. Yeah. Do you yeah. see that now you've incorporated this into your lifestyle? That's I love something it. you're going to do. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I've had all sorts of injuries from playing rugby back in the day yeah. and uh, tore my ACL when I was about 18. So I can't jog. It's just my knee just won't take So jogging. low low impact. So yes, low yeah. impact. And I wish I'd discovered spinning you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. A, back in January when I first did it, um, I, I got a runner's high. For the first time in 20 years <laughs> this thought, doesn't feel like alcohol this, this is a different kind of high this is wonderful yeah. <laughs> you know? so uh yeah i am um, yeah. the, the the body's holding up okay yeah uh, i don't want to tempt fate um but yeah people always tell me you know brand ambassadorship is a young man's job do you believe um, that i think as long as it's something that you're still passionate about sure. it doesn't feel like a job at all yeah uh so and it is about having a balance. I've seen plenty of ambassadors uh, lose that balance. Sure. You know, we are, we are talking about alcohol, and uh, it's important to always remember to drink it in moderation right. and realize that, um, you know, the, there are issues related to alcohol that you've got to be very careful with. But it doesn't mean that something as boutique and high-end as a single malt, it's not something you should be drinking huge quantities of anyway you keep know, it at its distance enjoy yeah. it right it's Observe less it. and be- drink less and better oh, i like that less yeah. and better yeah well i kind of feel that way about romance david <laughs> 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 higher caliber right but just yeah. fewer of them it well, makes, there you go. makes it a little more meaningful to me 
You know, another thing I found interesting is there's some bank backgrounds or some event planning background in, for you, right? Yeah. But studying at St. Andrews, mm-hmm. studying marine biology. Yeah. Now, where does this, is this come from the family, this interest in nature, this interest in animals? The, 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 it's really the, the, the family background was an interest in science. My dad was a, a post, postdoctoral research fellow for, uh, at Cornell oh, wow. back in the 60s in chemistry. Um, so the chemistry kind of thing and the science background w- was always there. But, you know, my family have always been pretty outdoorsy as well. Yeah. So a lot of mountaineering. Another thing I, I did before I um, even got into whiskey was I, I got myself qualified as a, as a Scottish mountain guide, mountain leader. I uh, did a lot of mountaineering, That's hiking. That's amazing. Um, so I've had this love of the outdoors and uh, a, bi- a marine biology degree was taking the science and the outdoors thing um, as a natural thing. But, you know, then graduating St. Andrews thinking, oh, I, I've got a degree from St. Andrews. I'll be able to get a job anywhere. And <laughs> discovering that a marine biology <laughs> job gets you a job nowhere, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's tough. So nature is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. whether it is the mountains or animals themselves, right? Yeah. I was in Key West recently. Yeah. And we heard there would be manatees. Okay. Yeah. We found secretly a manatee that was on a boat. It saw us and it ran off. Well, rather, I mean, literally it swam off, right? Uh-huh. But this magnificent element of these large beasts of the ocean, was that something too for you? That, like this connection with yeah, animals? Yeah, I mean, the, we, uh, my, my, my degree involved studying uh, gray seals out in the North Sea. No so kidding. we were out um, on, on ribs, on rigid inflatable speedboats, bouncing around. Uh, literally with massive butterfly nets, uh, jumping off the front of the boats, uh, low tide out into sand spits and trying to, trying to capture these male gray seals, which well, are the largest natural uh, indigenous carnivore in the British Isles. They have canines, kind of like lions have. How, how did they feel about you trying to They didn't to like it much, <laughs> and they, they're pretty aggressive. And they're still pretty, they're unbelievably fast on ground with for an animal without legs that is just put it that way uh, you've got to watch yourself my uh, one of my uh one of my tutors actually had a chunk taken out of his leg a few years back and that was through a dry suit uh with jeans and everything else and all the other layers on and he took a chunk out of his calf um so you gotta be really careful that's cr- but it's uh no it was all good fun and the real thing that's it's given me is uh, as well as a kind of um, understanding of the natural processes of whiskey, it's the science background, um, under- being able to readily understand the distilling and sure. germination process and be able to just about hold my own when in a room with Dr. Lumsden and uh, the, the, the actual whiskey creators day in, day out to, well, it helps to understand that you what's going on. Wearing glasses helps. Yes, now, it, you know, it g- makes it you look a lot more intelligent. It's, true. it's like a handicap yeah. in golf. We just gain, I mean, I'm not wearing glasses now, but I typically do. Two strokes, at least. There, there you go. Which I actually don't need glasses. These are just stage. No, no, that's a joke. <laughs> Wait, you know what? There's, there's, there's no lenses in there. No, I, I am I'm, I'm genuinely blind as a bat. So, uh, well, we have more in common go. than I ever thought. There you go. I didn't used to be. Uh, until, until my mid to late 20s, I apparently had perfect fighter pilot vision. And really? Things went downhill fast. Around about the same time as I discovered whiskey. But there, there we go. <laughs> I, thought, I think I got more attractive uh, when I discovered scotch. I think that's what happened. It got taller. Thinner, well, exa- exactly. It, right? I mean, you c- certainly uh, <laughs> whiskey, whiskey has that effect on yourself. It does. Uh, sorry, I'm reminiscing right here. This is, this is a beautiful moment. So your dad working, or rather studying at Cornell yeah. in the 60s, did he have any exposure to scotch, you know, this piece of heritage from back home? Not, not really. Um, he he, um, 
he was out here in the States for a little over a year and then moved back to the UK, actually to the south of England, to, to Bristol University, um, mainly because his, uh, I, and I know these same issues, uh, um, his, his visa, you know, his, work, oh, his student man. work visa was over yeah. and uh, that was it. So he had to move back. Um, but uh, my dad was not ever really a, a Scotch whiskey guy at all. My dad, though, really was into wine, yeah. um, French, Italian, red wine particularly. And growing up, um, I certainly was uh, encouraged to, to, to be interested in his collection. Right. And, you know, dare I say, maybe have a little sip here or there. <laughs> and I remember actually helping him dig out an old coal cellar that we had in, in, one of, in the house we lived in. Um, so that he could then dig out all the old coal and we'd white, we whitewashed it and we made it into a wine cellar. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it, it, it's been quite a privilege of mine to, since I was the guy that got into Scotch that, that kind of bring it full circle and, and, and get my, enthuse my dad into single malt. And he's, it's kind of nice you bring yeah. in something back because it's paying for that expensive yeah. intuition, right? <laughs> exactly, right. i got to bring something back to the table. <laughs> Nobody's asked me, you haven't asked me, yet, you say, oh, you went to St. Andrews, you must know, you must know Prince William. <laughs> I'm much older than that. So. <laughs> well, no, I, I think there was, I graduated and there was maybe one or two years between me finishing and, and William starting at yeah. St. Andrews. But, yeah. Well, I hear that one of the most influential moments is your introduction to scotch. As you said, you're a wine guy, I think up mm -hmm. until when you're 23, 25, just kind of early 20s, yeah. right? What a... What was the moment in where you said, okay, maybe I will explore this a little bit? Yeah, it was really down to a, uh, my boss at the time, a Canadian gentleman. And we, we, we ran a, a small boutique events management company in Scotland. And we took the corporate groups that were already booked to come to Scotland for their annual general meetings or whatever. And if they were bringing significant others, there would be kind of partner programs to castles and right golfing and all that and usually they would want at some point a tutored whiskey tasting so i really did not like scotch whiskey up until that point and my canadian boss told me how wrong i was and i still didn't <laughs> believe him but he encouraged me to be sitting in the back of tutored tastings where when people that i hired who ended up basically like being like i, I am now right. ambassadors would give these um seminars and I kind of started getting a real appreciation, at least, for, for how it was made. Uh, and then one day, there was a, I remember the day in the office, and he said, you've really got to get a handle with this. You've got, you, I can't believe you still don't really like this. Try this. And mm. there was a couple of glasses of single malt that he poured. And I thought, well, you know what? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, maybe there's something in that. So then I joined the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, uh, which is a very... Um, a great private owners club based out of uh, Edinburgh in Scotland. Yeah. And it's not that expensive to join. It's pretty egalitarian. It's just, you know, all walks of life. If you're into whiskey, you're welcome. And it's single cast bottlings. So I joined them and then um, that company folded for one, one reason. It was actually 9-11 happened. And after 9-11, you know, nobody wanted to party for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, corporate groups weren't coming to Scotland and, and we didn't have any business. So we, we went out of business by Christmas of that year. So I found myself then getting a bar job at the club I was a member of just to pay the bills. And in fact, I wasn't good enough and didn't know anything about whiskey. So they really didn't let me on the bar unsupervised. I did a few shifts here or there. But my first job in the global whiskey industry was as pot washer in their kitchens. 
uh, for a summer. So you what did you learn from such an experience? I learned that chefs are crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> Scary, terrifying, wonderful, creative human beings. <laughs> but <laughs> Erratic, insane. All yes, those things. yes, all those things. Very unpredictable. Um, I learned. Um, I learned that um, working behind a bar and working in a kitchen is exponentially harder work than than anybody who hasn't done it before would ever realize yeah uh, it's hard on your feet it's hard on your back um, you're exhausted at the end of it and god knows you're not paid enough in those roles so it's given me a real respect for people that are committed brilliant bartenders and committed brilliant chefs and the bus boys and everybody that works in the, in the back of house uh, it's not easy it's not an easy job and yeah. nobody ever thanks the back of house ever so no. Um, I think that's uh, an important thing that, that the liquor industry um, needs to keep in mind, actually, is the respect for the people that do do the, the real hard work. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, sometimes even just moving barrels around. Thankless oh, job, dude. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it looks so romantic. But, and, you know, I go back to Scotland and roll one or two every yeah. now and then. I'm good, And thanks. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yes, thanks very much. <laughs> I, I, I like rolling the empty ones. <laughs> you know? Very easy in comparison. Yeah, exactly. This culture of scotch at that time, yeah. you, there's interpretations that we have, you know, as young kids or growing up in it and being mm-hmm. Edinburgh. Obviously, it's like one of this, the epicenters of scotch, right? Scotch culture. But how, what's the interpretation of it? Is it a cool thing? Is it Not, yeah, certainly. When I, when I was first getting into scotch whiskey, um, my friends, most of my friends and and sort of peer group looked at me quizzically like what on earth is he getting into yeah um everybody else was drinking you know white rum and coke and you know it was that kind of and uh, and uh, cheap beer um and and i i'd love to say that i was uh, <laughs> somehow influential in it becoming cool but i think there's a much bigger movement out there and there were a lot of people like myself at that time w- tired of the same old same old thing and wanting to get back to to when they were out drinking a drinking experience that was a bit more credible right that didn't have so much marketing gloss to put it politely right. around it uh, and something that you felt like you were being told the truth about and it was a re- really well-made credible product and scotch whiskey uh regardless of brand um across the whole category scotch whiskey is that um, and that's what really excited me about it as well. And hopefully plenty of other people who are kind of sick and tired of the world of just being bombarded with marketing and right. advertising all the time um, wanted something that, yep, we're still marketing and advertising, but something a little bit more truthful and credible. Allow someone to discover, too, yes. right? Yeah. As someone that has to be very integrated with social and jump around here, of course, great Instagram profile, you've got the Facebook <laughs> thing, Twitter, all of this. Yeah. How, what, what's your approach to try to bring people into your life, into the brand, well, without beating truth, them over the head, right? If I'm truthful, the Instagram thing is relatively new for me, yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting my, my head around it somewhat. Um, really, I, I've taken the approach that I, I, I need to be personally enthusiast, uh, still enthusiastic and excited every day about what, what about the category about the brands I represent and if I can communicate that with enough passion that that's it that's yeah. all I need to that, well not all but that's largely the job done and that will rub off on on other people you and and 
it doesn't need to get much more complicated than that. Be passionate about what you do, love what you do, and uh, it will show. Yeah. And other people will be enthused as well. As long as it's honest, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. What, that's one of those things. Um, it, you know, there are plenty of things I don't know about Scotch whiskey. God knows, you know. Uh, and when someone stumps me with a question, I won't try. You know, I'll never try and fake the answer. I, I'll say, well, it's a good question. Uh, I don't honestly know. Um, my best guess would be this. If you really want to know, give me 24 hours. I'll yeah. get back to you. <laughs> you know? It's a great position um, to be in, though. Got to do it. Um, there's Work, no point. Working back at house, kind of skipping yeah. back to the hospitality thing. Did you feel, find you had a predilection towards people, conversations, being charming, being a major D? I, yes, I, I, I certainly didn't like the, the more kind of, um, yeah, just back of house stuff. I wanted to be out front of house, yeah. um, talking to people, and even then, I, I preferred for the one-on-one approach so the reason another reason why as much as i admire bartenders i don't think i could do it every day of my life partly the rugby injuries are just too painful yeah. to stand on oh, my yeah. feet that long um but the the other side of it is i i like to have the sort of more in-depth conversation one-on-one so i'd make the world's b- worst bartender i'd be talking to two people at the bar all night and <laughs> no one else would get a drink back, yeah. you know <laughs> so there'd be a room full of angry people and two really happy people <laughs> Mates for life, though, yes, of course. exactly. <laughs> this passion, then, with the Scott, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. I had to memorize this because it's like SMS, but there's a W in there. So S- SMWS, yes. SMWS. Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. This was it. This was the gateway into the larger culture. This was it for me because I had to rapidly learn little details, a little bit more, a little bit more about over a hundred distilleries. That, that's what they were oh, representing. That's what I was representing. And I started doing seminars and tutored tastings. And it would be different each time. So you had to learn pretty fast. Uh, luckily for me, uh, the history of the Scottish Malt Whiskey Society uh, was it's not owned by the Glenmorangie Company now, but for several years uh, it was. It was purchased. Oh. And so by de facto, I became a Glenmorangie Company employee, but still working under the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society umbrella. Um, and it was around about that time that I went to Whiskey Live in London, my first whiskey festival. And um, I had heard about Dr. Bill Lumsden, and I really wanted to meet him. And I knew he'd be busy. I knew this would be my one chance. Right. But I knew he'd be really busy at the festival. So I just turned up a bit early to his seminar and offered to help put the tasting mats out and pour glasses and stuff Smart. like that. Yeah. And just got chatting to him, got his business card. And that was the biggest mistake he ever made. <laughs> because at that, that point, I then called him one week and emailed him the next for well over a year. Just simply with the same thing. Hi, it's me. I'd like a job as an ambassador, please. <laughs> persistent very persistent a year? annoyingly so <laughs> so i've honestly i felt the same way it's like i've got a bug david to show up to this interview yeah, with me yeah. but you now you appreciate this right you gotta Absolutely. do this thing totally but at some point it resonated with yeah. him or, or hiring yeah. or hr who how did uh, that what's that how did the kind of opportunity surface um there was already a fledgling program in the states with a couple of uh, uh of regional ambassadors and one of those uh, ambassadors um, was headhunted to another brand. Oh. So a, a, an opening happened in the US and I think Bill thought, right, this guy, he's persistent. He, <laughs> may, he might be quite good as well, but he's persistent. Um, so we'll give him a job, but, but let's get him as far away from me as we can, <laughs> basically. <laughs> 
I mean, it's flattering in a way, right? <laughs> yeah. He knows who I am. That's I, for I sure. Mean, it, right? it, it, I, and I am not even kidding. Well, when I when I landed in the U.S. on the 16th of September 2005, I had a one-way ticket. <laughs> that was it. They bought me a one-way ticket. <laughs> they take so, they take your IDs yeah. and they take your wallet and like just go. Two suitcases <laughs> and a one-way ticket. And a month in a Hilton Homewood Suites in New Jersey. Oh, beautiful. To find my feet. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> At what point did that relationship turn beautiful? Serendipitous. You now cohorts with the be- Dr. Bill. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call myself cohorts. He's, he's clearly, uh, and by some margin, the boss, the whiskey maker. Um, but I, I count him as my friend uh, and, of course, colleague. And um, I'm very privileged to have him allow, allow me from time to time into his world yeah. and into, the, into his sensory lab, learn from him, work with him. And from time to time, maybe I give him a few good ideas. Um, I would never, ever call myself a whiskey maker. Um, there's a couple of good ideas I've given him that he's, he's then got run with, but he makes the whiskey. Yeah. Uh, I've just come up with a few wacky ideas. Most of them not good, a few of them good. <laughs> <laughs> Does he does he make you clean the distillery if it's a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, no, bad? no, it's just <laughs> I wouldn't mind you know cleaning the distillery. We... It would be no, actually, don't publish that. But they'll make me do it now. Damn. <laughs> you you will get what you ask for too. Yes, apparently, exactly. Given uh, the persistence, well, and we won't talk about the details because you didn't tell me. But maybe yeah. some creative input on the Ardbeg release for next year. I I, I wouldn't so much put creative input. No more than. Um, I did get to sample a little taste back in January of this year of the prototype type Ardbeg Day 2019. Oh, that's You're not going to get any more out of me. No, I wouldn't. I don't I wouldn't see any dare. thumb screws around here, so <laughs> we're okay. But um, my creative taser. input no. on that one was as simple as Bill said, what do you think of it? And I said, that's bleep good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still accounts. So there we go. It doesn't count. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's like a thumbs up. You're on the panel, right? Yeah. yeah it, some. it was... Um, it was it was very impressive stuff uh, for next year too. Carrying the weight as the global ambassador for yeah. these two, you know, I kept trying to think. Carrying what, the weight—that's a nice way of putting it. Thanks. But, yeah, <laughs> thirty pounds down. Just remember, thirty pounds down. Now you're gonna have to drink more Ardbeg. <laughs> this gotta even out somehow, whether it's little or not. But you have this brilliant lightness with Glen Morange, and you have this deep, dark, brooding, yes. pensive nature. This beast mm-hmm. Ardbeg. Is it stones and beetles? That's, I was trying to think, what is the two pieces of this thing? Because if the Beatles light effervescence makes you love Glenmorangie, you probably get you a couple more kids <laughs> if you drink it, right? <laughs> but then Ardbeg's a little more gritty, a little more Yeah, and Stones and Beatles. I bet you've got a better one for Stones me. and Metallica. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Like a little bit of a wider. <laughs> Who knows? Um, no, Stones and... Um, um, Stones and Beatles, yeah. Probably about right, actually. I hadn't thought about that. What I like about... Um, you've, got my, you've got me thinking. Sorry, you got me thinking about how that. Da- how dare I? I know, how dare you. Um, I, I think um, there's a time and a place for both Glenmorangie and Ardbeg, and that's what one of the things that keeps it fresh. Yeah. Um, in my venerable 40, 30, coming up in my 44th year, I guess. Yeah. That must be. Um, whiskey's about mood. It's about, you know, if the you groove. ask me what my favorite of the groove, if you, <laughs> if you ask me what my favorite whiskey is, I'll probably give you a different answer every hour of every day sure. because place, mood, who you're with, uh, b- 
but there's a few consistent. And if I had to choose out of everything that, that the Glenmorangie company has, if I had to choose my last bottle of whiskey, it might surprise you. It'd actually be Glenmorangie 18 year old. Me I too. Think, oh, yeah. Because I'm always in the mood for it. It's but, but having said that, Ardbeg, when you're in the mood for Ardbeg, it's much more kind of hit or miss. You're either violently in the mood or violently not in the mood for Ardbeg. Right. But when you're in the mood for it, Deeply nothing, passionate. nothing, nothing else will do. Yeah. Nothing else will do. It's a fix. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, I wouldn't quite put it like that. It's almost a religious experience with Ardbeg. And, um, you know, I'm the guy with the Ardbeg license plate on my car. Are you kidding uh, I'm me? I'm the guy whose daughter's middle name is Isla. Um, only because quite a good name. Yeah, my wife wouldn't let me call her Ard, uh, Ardbeg. So you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> call her Beg for short. That's well, a terrible, no, it's a terrible name for a. You don't want to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's uh, and and the, the analogy between the Beatles and the Stones. I'm trying to think. I've got those. I've got I, that I, brain turning. I, I guess if it. I had to, if I had to say between the Beatles and Stones, if I was only allowed to listen to one ever again, yeah. Probably go Beatles, personally. Well, because you're right. I think. That's the, you know? that's the right answer. <laughs> that's the right answer. Yeah, good. Well, luckily, we can keep moving there's, forward. There's, there's people screaming. <laughs> there's people screaming at their, at their whatever they're listening to on at right now. At phone, least the Beatles uh, called it. They still looked good when they quit. The Stones are melting on stage. They, <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun to watch anymore. Uh, that is true. Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, really? Exactly. So this education piece, which is an extension. I mean, you have some of the most prime tuned players in your collection the glenn morgie la santa quinta mm-hmm. rubin 18 astar all, all this great stuff and the cory vrecken yeah dark cove man that's a secret favorite dark cove oh, well kelpie. Kelpie. kelpie oh which we're that's, sipping now which is too. what we have in front of us and that was my choice very selfishly <laughs> <laughs> um you know last year's private edition um kelpie meaning uh, a, a mythical sea beast Scottish sea beast, and I, I know that's kind of. Um, you, did you have anything to do with naming that? No, no, no. I had nothing to do with the name. Because trust me. earlier it sounded like you were trying to capture some sea beasts. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> with the seals, I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes full circle. Yeah, there's no, so no, many marine no, kind of things. Nothing to do with me. Uh, it was more to do with the fact that we were we, we, Kelpie's using these, um, or at least partially using this these this oak from the uh, the Black Sea. Uh, Black Sea area of of, of, uh, of former former um, the Soviet Republic of Georgia, yeah. and um, I guess they were just trying to come up with some sort of more maritime link, sure. um, without going the obvious kind of uh, I don't know uh, sort of Soviet Union esque sort of steampunk thing, which could have oh, been yeah. fun, but. Uh, uh, Kelp, Kelpie's more Scottish, more rooted in Scotland. So. Yeah, and I, well, the, the artwork's always good. I like that there's a cheeky element to the bottles too. There's the serious core line, but then you guys kind of go, go go into some so folklore and stuff. Ardbeg, I mean, there's so many stories to be told still from Isla. It's just a, an amazing place. If you haven't been, you've got to go. And uh, Ardbeg, we always say, we, 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 we take the process of making our whiskey very very seriously yeah but we don't take ourselves too seriously um and i think that's the absolute right position to be in um isla is a pretty unusual quirky oddball place yeah and ardbeg personifies that better than any other distillery on, on isla uh, we're also a bit a bit oddball 
you think you've just understood us and predicted what we're going to do next and then we come out with grooves you know, and flower power <laughs> well the, the funny thing is is i never thought about this before but if you get drunk enough if you say oddball it comes out ardbeg yes i guess it probably does <laughs> We're not going to, te to test that theory on the air, though, are we? <laughs> I think it's one of those theories that hypotheses will have to prove over time. Yes. It takes lots of research and Indeed. statistical viability to make sure. Uh, absolutely. That. And, and, and another thing that uh, we have talked about over the years is that an anagram of Ardbeg is badger. Really? So, um, we, we had dis discussed just uh, doing an anagram label sometime, but uh, I think that would be uh, great. I think that bit the dust, sadly. Oh, right? come on. A badger? It'd be cool. We're, gonna be great. we're just going to do a black and white striped label. Perfect. Uh, it'd be brilliant. Add some, to uh, maybe right. that's the Tabasco barrel yeah. one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't do Tabasco. <laughs> Scotch Whiskey Association would never allow that in the month of Sundays. But, well, uh, it's still fun to think about how we It would be fun to think it. about it. Uh, I guess you could you could try it at home. Buy it. Go go go. Rush out now and buy lots of Ardbeg <laughs> and, a, and a, a used Tabasco bottle. Try it yourself. <laughs> I'm really into that idea. Are we taking notes here? Because this is something we get. It's deliverable from this meeting. <laughs> there you as go. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but today, of yes. all days, you're in Austin, Texas, which is brilliant. But it's hot as fuck outside, it's which only is fine. 125,000 degrees outside today. Fine. Yes. But the fact we get to sit in here and sip coffee is one thing. But Ardbeg, June second. Yeah, all right. Second. We're going to get groovy. And I know it's kind of lame or whatever, but I love the 60s. I love a lot of music out of the 60s. Yeah. All right. So today for Ardbeg Day yeah. in Austin, Texas, what is your groove? What were you listening to? What was I listening yep. to? What's setting the tone here music? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I can't even think what I was listening to. Were you listening to I, something? I was, you know, to be honest, I was driving down here from Dallas and I was probably listening to whatever my kids insisted had oh, to be on man. the radio. It's sad, but that's the, you know, we the get soccer older. dad. <laughs> spin cycling soccer dad. It wasn't, uh, yeah, spin cycling soccer dad. Don't. Life, <laughs> life is over as I know it. I'm still clinging to my bottle of Ardbeg coolness <laughs> right there. <laughs> no one will doubt your coolness, especially tonight with this class. So what would, you, what would I listen to, though, yeah, I guess? Yeah, yeah, what would I you listen was, to? Uh, what are we going to listen to tonight? What, what should we demand they See? play? Um, well, how about this? Am I in the right era? Is that the 70s or 60s? I'm already thinking about Blackmore's Night, Richie Blackmore. I knew you were going to say right? that. Deep How Purple, that? man. Deep oh, Purple. Yes. That's, that? that's brilliant. That's, that's yeah. probably late 60s, early 70s. But okay. I don't care. I think there the term go. groovy we still say. Yeah, I think that counts. That totally yeah, counts. About. There you go. So, oh, that's And great. people ask all the time, am I related? And I'm like, if Richie Blackmore <laughs> was my uncle, I'd be loaded. You know? <laughs> Uh, I, be, you would be a roadie I'd be, somewhere. I'd be a just fun baby somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, he's not at any direct relation. <laughs> Could be the best myth we ever kind of yeah, promulgate, Yeah, we, we should do that. Absolutely. You know, I met Richie Blackmore's cousin. Or is it, is it <laughs> yeah. no, it's a nephew. It would be a nephew. Yeah, a nephew. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I'll work on it. I've got a Reminds me of the first time I ever came to the U.S. with my, with my best buddy, Phil. Phil's from Orkney. And it took me a few years when I first met him at St. Andrews to understand a word he said. Because Orcadians <laughs> sound like a cross between a Welshman and someone f from the depths of India. Their <laughs> accent is so in intense. It's not, not like any Scottish accent you've ever heard. Anyway, we, we got on like a house on fire straight away. We came over to the States one time for a week. And we decided it was a great idea to pretend uh, that we were um, British nobility. <laughs> 
and that would really help <laughs> our success, success chatting up the girls of course at bars would. in New York. So we uh, we thought, what would, be, what would our names be, our titles be? So um, I, I was the Earl of Marchmont, which is a pub in Edinburgh. This is perfect. <laughs> And it's not a lie. You probably yeah, no, no. were there quite yeah, often, yeah. We, right? We, we, we sat in the Earl of Marchmont <laughs> thinking about it. And then we went, I know, I'm the Earl of Marchmont. And for some reason, he was the Duke of Buccleuch. I have no idea. <laughs> what what, it, but it, it was brilliant. It, it, it didn't actually work at all. We were still it doesn't completely work? Success, uh, yeah. I've, so we're here with my friend Matthew, but he's got this just charming British accent. I can't fight women off of him when we go. Well, wow. Oh, lucky, yeah. lucky him. It's he's uh, like 6'1". He's got, yeah, I mean, there you go. I think his hair, his hair is just a little bit redder than mine even, and the, the girls just can't, can't resist it. That's what that's, it is. It must be passion. <laughs> 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 not old age. Not genetics. Yes. Pure passion. <laughs> now, I'm interested to... I'm going to ask you a question um, because... I didn't... Pr- I didn't this yeah. didn't clear my PR guy. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, people are always very vocal to me that uh, when they've tried the committee version of the each Ard Beg Day release yeah. and then the regular black label, uh, which one they prefer, and just human nature, I guess, most times people insist they prefer the committee release. But I'm interested to see um, what what your thoughts are between the two. So I have not had the privilege of trying the committee. <gasps> wow. Well, right. well, well, but I know there's ch- a bottle. We're going to change that today. <laughs> okay. But it, it's it's somewhere north of fifty one percent, right? It's it's higher strength. Other than that, it's exactly the same liquid. Yeah. Um, last year's release, Kelpie. I actually preferred the reduced strength one more. Yeah. Um, and people say, well, that, then I, you could you should still buy the committee bottling and it allows you to reduce it. I guess. Yeah. But as a as the perfected art of the whiskey creator as kind of viewed straight out the bottle and tasted the black label kelpie for me was a better artwork i think so it's the same you know we had dan dan was here recently doing a class on the whole line and you mentioned cory vrecken that's a beast that's an unbridled slayer kind of beast right (laughs) yeah but for me ugadol is high proof but the way it's supposed to from the man who created it, from what I understand, and yeah. so that even at that higher proof, it just makes sense. Same with the no. Like it's beautiful, fascinating because it, it is so high in strength, but most people don't realize. That's it. right. Yeah. It, how how do you do that? How do you make a whiskey? How do you so such a such a talented whiskey creator that you make a whiskey that's incredibly smoky, a massive sherry bomb, right? At ridiculously high proof, but it kind of goes down easy. It's smooth and kind of relatively easy drinking that, that's 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 some that's talent that's some magic going on it there, is it is know? a visceral experience <laughs> it, it re- it's like feeling it all it's like being yeah. on a very <laughs> never mind but <laughs> you, you feel it's got everything going on the best place in the world to drink Ugadal is to take a take a bottle of Ugadal in your backpack start off at Ardbeg Distillery hike up the hill behind to Loch Irnan Arnhem Beast the 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 intermediary lock on our water uh, source up in the hill and just, just sit up there on the banks of that lock. It's not a, not a long walk and just pour a glass of Ugadal. It doesn't taste any better than it than there. Amazing. For those that you can't see, my jaws drop. <laughs> that sounds spectacular. And then very specifically, I would take the Cory Vrecken out on a, sometimes we take a, a, a fishing boat or something out off the old pier. Cory Vrecken's the one to have when you're getting the sea spray splashing mm. over the front of the boat into your face bottle of Corey Vrecken which is the seal capturing label 
Uh, Corey Vrecken. Okay, yeah, that's seal, fair. seal capturing is definitely <laughs> Corey Vrecken. Now, I know not everybody captures seals that yeah. listen to the show. We, we were so looking good. after them. It's okay. We weren't <laughs> no, capturing them. We weren't, you were embracing no, them, taking care we of were, them. Right? We were satellite tagging them to <laughs> monitor them so we could help their populations. It, we weren't you know, making handbags out of them or eating them or anything. <laughs> Don't worry. A little fist fight here and there, but it was all good. It mutual understanding. Marine environmental biology study. <laughs> so this evening, we get to toast with you. We're surrounded yeah. by this amazing, groovy paraphernalia. Uh, I think there will be some LC, excuse me, LSD. That's in, yeah. In the, yes. No, I, I, I'm kidding. no, I'm sorry, sorry, I misunderstood. It was the the scotch. It's just a disco ball up yes, there. That's what it is. That's a disco ball. These visual hallucinations. It's just a disco ball. Sorry. From what I read, I had some st- statistics earlier. Many babies are conceived on Ardbeg Day. It really? is such a lovely wow. romantic day. Oh my gosh. For some reason, spikes and births nine months from now. I never could draw a correlation. But now, now I get it. Yes. Uh, I think you better check your facts some more. <laughs> <on that. laughs> The, the scary thing well, is... Well, no, I'm American, right? I don't have to do that. It's yeah, easy. no, no, no. The facts? What facts? <laughs> I'll tweet about it. It's true, obviously. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to be on the toilet when I do it. You know Alt what? That's facts. There we yes. go. All facts. I'll get two questions left for you before we kick off this magnanimous, uh-huh. beautiful event here Saturday yeah. at Seven Grands. So one, I think about all these whiskeys, right? Mm-hmm. And just, just take yourself to whatever bar you want to go to in the world. And it doesn't matter what dram you're drinking, but you could have a few drams, a conversation with anybody living or deceased. Who would you love to just sit, dive into their mind, and drink with? Am I allowed to choose more than one person? or how, You how can do however, however you like. You know, straight, straight off the top of my head, the, the, the people that I'd like to sit down with now that I'm kind of, I've grown up a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to sit down with my grandparents. Number from one, Edinburgh. No, my my, my grandparents are uh, largely from the southwest of England. Actually, oh, no um, my my mother's side is Scots. My dad's side are are pretty much full on English. Shock oh. horror. Yeah, with my grandparents, uh, they just all had such incredible life stories. And whilst I didn't lose them that long ago, I didn't really take the time to to sit and really listen to them and write down their stories. My grandmother on my mother's side was born in shanghai no um in about 1910 or something like that my great-grandfather her father was the deputy chief of police uh in shanghai in the british concession and um, so just just amazing amazing stories that i know little pieces of but i really wish i had done a a proper job of sitting down and 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 doing what you're doing here is taking some recording equipment and getting it down, yeah. Um, yeah. which I didn't. So I've lost the loss of it. Um, in terms of a kind of celebrity world figure, uh, the obvious sort of cliches would be something like Churchill. But uh, beyond that, if I, if I really had to choose one person to sit down and talk to living, it might be somebody like um, Bill Gates, oh, yeah. I think. Um, dead, I might go for Mozart. Oh, shit. I wouldn't mind a, a, a night out with Mozart. Because he was a bit of a partier and his genius, and that, that would be a that would have been a I think it's that'd be a top choice for me. So fourteen, you know, thirteen years in this gig. Your father too. What does the next chapter look like? A book, um, perhaps. So I'm, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. I I would like to maybe move into a bit more of an uh, kind of overseeing job, directing the educational. 
uh, activities of the company yeah. uh, as we as we move and hopefully um, make things a little bit more professional without but without losing the, the the heart and soul of it as the brands get bigger you're hiring some more ambassadors and maybe my role um, yeah. directing that yeah education of the education yeah the housemaster <laughs> <laughs> that guy that's an animal house that they, they're like he keeps them on a uh-huh. tight leash absolutely Indeed. <laughs> well we've got plenty of whiskey still left to drink this evening we on do. Ardbeg Day dude I'm here in Ardbeg Day crazy right with with <laughs> Richie Blackmore's nephew <laughs> You heard it I here first. I am a lucky duck, aren't I? <laughs> Indeed. Can't wait to see this taste cool. thing. I can't wait to be there and hang out some more. Yeah, I'm going to be playing guitar later. No shit. Yeah, no, not really. Oh. Uh. I'll bring it. We'll get you a guitar. You yeah. now are you're connected to the Austin music scene now. Uh, it's you wanted a, some it's drums? amazing, right? Tambourine in his car. Tam- tambourine. Oh, I, sure. Could you have a, what's it called? A, a wazoo? Oh, kazoo. Kazoo, yeah, kazoo. That's about there. Although I did do a year, a year's... Uh, bagpipe classes at school. Oh my gosh. I was very lazy and lacking in talent, but, but there we go. Well, you found <laughs> your, obviously educating, being out in front of it, you found your talent. David, True. Su- very excited. You're in Austin. Excited to Great spend to the rest here. of the evening. Yeah. Brilliant chat. Cheers, Thanks man. so much for taking Thank time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So there we have it, Mr. David Blackmore, the global ambassador for Glenn Morangie and Ardbeg. He is in town, Austin, Texas, tomorrow, June 1st, 2019 at 7 Grand to celebrate the release of Drum, a Caribbean-inspired Ardbeg. I've had the Higher Proof Committee version, and it is just lovely. Cannot wait to taste the 46% ABV version tomorrow. David, thanks so much for chatting with me. We had a really great time at the event, and it was a very important day for me. For those of you who know me, Life is an interesting thing, and Ardbeg Day now will forever be, in a sense, an anniversary for me. So it's a great event, and I cannot wait to see everybody tomorrow. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many rums you've been drinking lately because there's all this Caribbean air going around, or if you're thinking, I really would like a trip to Jamaica, please keep dancing.